You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. So for more on this, we join on the line by spokesperson for the Marshalltown Justice Campaign, uh, Mametlo Esebe. Well, we do think that um, this fire does continue to highlight the crisis of a public infrastructure within the inner city, the degradation, the deliberation, and of course the fact that since the Marshalltown tragedy, nothing much is being done by way of ensuring that there's an improvement of safety in many of these buildings to upgrade these so-called hijacked buildings that are in complete state of degradation and deliberation, but also to address issues around emergency services and their capacity to, res- to respond um, to this kind of tragedies. We have heard from the Commission that only three to four, only three to five fire engines are working in the city. There is only two water, ca- water tanks in a city that is expected to have approximately about 150 270 fire engines and we think that is an indictment on the city of Johannesburg but also of the entire political establishment that are responsible for this crisis both of housing but I think also of lack of capacity of emergency services to respond to these tragedies. Mrs. Abay, let me just get clarity there. You say the city has three to five fire engines and one water tanker when they're supposed to have something more in the region of 150 to 170. For which area is that? This is what we have learned from the commission that it is, you know, astonishingly for the entire city of Johannesburg. This is what was revealed by the head, I think, of the emergency services during the ongoing commission on the Ocean Diesel building to our shock. And this is also more shocking in a context where we know 2022, I think, May, the mayor, um, the then DA mayor of the city of Johannesburg announced a procurement of the Red Fleet, including, you know, firefighting engines and all of that to the tune of 178 million. And we wonder what then has happened to the tender? What has then happened to that equipment that two years down the line, we have these tragedies and of course there is no accountability about the improvement in the capacity of emergency services to, to respond to this. So this, of course, is a a serious indictment um, on the city. And as you say, it speaks to everyone in uh, this government uh, who need to answer. But as um, an organization, as the Marshalltown Fire Justice Campaign, have you pointedly sought answers and what were the responses? So you would recall that um, you know in October we had um, mass demonstration involving thousands, I think approximately three thousand people, marched with us um, in the inner city. We also handed memorandum uh, subsequent to that demonstration, and and we were saying we want justice, we want compensation, um, and assistance and support for from the city to assist the victims of that tragedy to build to rebuild in their lives. We have said that there must be accountability for 
for a state of criminal neglect of the all inner city buildings, there is estimated 224 of these so-called abandoned hijacked buildings, which let's be clear what actually it means. It means again, that um, the city officials basically collaborating with an organized criminal syndicate to divest the city of the ownership to make them sure that these organized criminal syndicates hijack these buildings to extort renters from the disparate poor people that are forced to stay in these conditions so that they are closer to their place of work, to their place of livelihoods, to their schools, and so on and so on. And, and not just only in terms of renter, they make them pay, you know, for water services, for electricity, all of which are stolen from the city in full view and with the full knowledge of the political establishment, which, of course, um, doesn't act because for them, it's very easy that they wash away and they wash themselves of the responsibility of providing services to these buildings, but also of ensuring that they're upgraded, maintained to provide the kind of decent housing that we require for our people in the inner city, but also responsibility of overcoming a massive housing backlog and housing crisis across the whole of city of Johannesburg. There's currently about 500,000 uh, housing unit backlog in the, in, the city, in the city of Johannesburg alone. And that is part of the crisis of housing across the country where 13% of the entire population lives in informal settlements and that problem is not not only being addressed, actually is growing, that at the time when the ANC took over, the backlog was standing at 1.5 million housing units. Today it is a staggering 3.7 million housing units. That is an indictment on this system, on the political elites and their policies, and that's the reason the only answer that they can provide is bashing the victims, is scapegoating the migrants for a crisis of their own system. So, assuming, let, let's assume the government has failed, Mr. Sebe, in its responsibility. These hijacked buildings, as an organization that is operational on the ground, do you know who these people are, these slumlords who are collecting uh, rent from people in these hijacked buildings? Yes, I already, you know, provide an outline of who they are and who, what makes this thing to work with. Let's be clear. But, 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 but where I'm going with this... owned by the city of Johannesburg. Where I'm they going with this... owned by the city of Johannesburg. Yes, but as yeah. I said, let's assume the city has failed in their responsibility. Is it then, yeah. and, and, and in your statement, you, you state severally that, you know, it is up to uh, us, it is up to the residents up to the working class to unite uh, so that, uh, you know, uh, the struggle for upgrading of uh, the inner city buildings um, uh, can continue, etc. So in that sense, do you not think then that the people on the ground equally have a responsibility to arrest the situation? If the city is not doing something about it, if government is not doing anything about it, so why are the people not doing anything about it? Why would they continue to have these slumlords rule over them and pay for services that are inferior, non-existent in some instances, and living in these death traps? Why do people continue to do that? 
Well, it's because I think partially because of the poor state of organization and therefore the power relations because you are telling you are talking about a very powerful organized criminal syndicates that are colluding with officials within the city and of course the officials that are reporting to a political establishment that is turning a blind eye not by any omission or any um you know um you know mistaken or lack of appreciation of the situation for many and you have to listen to how the political establishment responded um to 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 the, the fire and the tragedy at Marshall town almost every single one of them was looking for the scapegoats and they found that in the migrants they found that in the most poorest and oppressed and marginalized sections of the working class poor none of them is able to see how do we have 224 of these buildings many of them are being owned by the city what has happened to these buildings that, that is, is a fair point it's a fair also, point mr sebe however yeah, so i'm saying you, we can't blame the victims for the poor level of organization that would have enabled them to begin to fight back that's a reason that we are on the ground now one creating committees of people in these buildings including those of the massacres but also there are many organizations that are part of this campaign inner city resource center inner city resident federation these are organizations that are attempting to organize the city is not willing to work with them i'm and not, not blaming i'm not blaming the victims accountability what i'm asking yes. you is you just made the statement mr sebe that there are officials of the city who are colluding with these hijackers with these slum lords so if you know yes. who they are are you able are you willing to share that information with me i'm saying so i i'm i'm not in a position to say these are the names right but what i can say why not is if that you know who they are the why are you not willing to no, share it no 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 i no it's not me that is aware i know that the components of our campaign is made up of the inner city resource center the inner city federation but also a number of organizations like seri and others who have been working on this space who have been trying to share information with the city and the city consistently not only ignored um, you know, their willingness to work with them in this space, they've marginalized them and we've heard that actually they're even now blaming them, not only for the fire at Town, but also for the crisis within the inner city. Why don't so they I expose, do why do they not person, expose the names? I'm, I'm, I'm saying to you now, I'm calling you from a news show and I'm saying to you Mr. Sebe, yes. if they have the names, if they know who these officials are who are colluding with the criminals that bring about the state of the city and these buildings where people are losing their lives every other day, why are they not giving those names to someone else who could perhaps do something about it? Well, I do think, as Akina, in all fairness, if you know the situation of the vulnerable and the poor, but also the level of an organized crime in the inner city, to expect that a people that have nothing, and not only by way of the resources to fight back, but also have no alternative way, a place where they would run to in mm. an event, um, you know, of um, these people fighting back, you know that these are syndicates connected 
with the police, not only the Metro Police, but also the South African Police, because the idea that you could have hijacked buildings in the most developed industrial city in the whole continent is not possible without collaboration, not only of the political establishment, not only of the city officials, but also of the criminal justice system. These are powerful interests. And to think that as somebody who barely has a means to feed their own children, who is compared to stay in the horrific conditions of these buildings, that those people will take on those powerful interests, is not realistic. What we need to say is, how then do we begin to organize and build a movement, not only made up of the city residents, not only which would, not only, you know, a situation where an individual, um, you know, a mother or a father will try to take on an organized criminal uh, syndicate, but where we could have a powerful movement enough um, to say that we are going to confront the powers that be. All right. That is what Marshall Town for Justice Campaign is trying to build now. Organizing we will, we buildings will by buildings, up. organizing community civics, and of course uniting this to demand accountability from the city. Feel free to send me those details if uh, anyone uh, wants to, uh, because I think this is part of the problem, you know, where people need to find their agency. And, and I'm by no means trying to downplay what is going on. But if you look at the bigger picture, we are on a slippery slide here. But thank you so much for your time. Uh, that was a spokesperson for the Marshalltown Justice Campaign, uh, Mametlu Esebe. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.